thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Again, I'm grateful for your virtual presence, I guess we might say, through this avenue of podcasting. I hope that certainly the material that we put out here, not only at Scattered Abroad, but specifically this podcast, Transformed, is beneficial to you in your walk with God, and I hope that you're transforming into someone who is growing and always getting stronger for God and in your faith for Him. Uh, Just as always, a reminder, if you can, please leave us a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you listen. Also, don't forget to go to our website website at scatteredabroad.org. Subscribe to our email list there at the bottom of the website, and there you will be informed about all the things that you might otherwise miss if you were not uh, originally subscribed. If you've been following uh, these episodes for a while, you know that last week we started a brand new eight episode series on the whole armor of God and to help us discuss these things and break them down is our special guest brother Jeff Archie. Jeff I certainly appreciate you being with me again today. Great to be back again. Let's keep this thing going as we take the armor of God and transform ourselves into what he wants us to be. Absolutely again and Jeff just perfectly described what we're talking about transforming into a soldier for God, someone who God wants us to be, not who we ourselves want to be, but how we always live for God and always strive to be the best for Him in everything uh, that we do. Today, we're going to talk about transforming into a soldier of God, and we're going to specifically be talking about truth. And this comes straight from the text, Ephesians chapter 6, noticing there at the beginning of verse 14, Paul, or, uh, yeah, excuse me, Paul says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. So Jeff, let's talk about this verse. What do you think of when, when, when you hear Paul saying, stand and gird your waist with truth? Well, of course, truth is what we want to gird or cover ourselves with as we look more. But when I see that, it hits me with the word stand, to take a stand, to don't back down, to press onward ahead. Uh, stand is mentioned over and over. We see it in verse 11, verse 13, verse 14. Mm -hmm. When we take that stand, we have the truth that supports us. Because when you look at this idea of stand and therefore having girded your waist or your loins with truth, the idea of stand there, we see an indication of to be able to to wrestle or to to grapple with what we've got or a hand-to-hand combat which means we we are trained with that hand-to-hand combat, and the weapon we have here is truth. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I you know, you mentioned the idea of covering ourselves with truth, and I think we're going to get into that maybe a little bit later on, but it's one of those things when I think about when I think about the Word of God, it is something that we must fully encompass ourselves with. It's not something that we can just dabble in or use whenever we think we need it. Um, and I, I remember um, Brother B.J. Clark, he said this at Foundations to us as, as, as kids, and this was, I don't know, however many years ago I went, and he said that a fingerprint on the Bible is more important than a footprint on the moon. And that has just always stood out to me because it showed me the importance of the Bible and how how we must always be striving 
to dig into it and to see what we can find. And I've always sort of said to you, every single time you study, you ought to be able to find something that you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't, then you're not studying the right way. <laughs> right. And, you know, with our loins skirt about with truth, now, this is not the offensive weapon. Right. I mean, we'll get to that eventually. Right. But this is have your loins girt about. It's part of the preparation that you have to have your loins are, are covered with truth. That when you're covered with truth, that's a key because everything else within the battle mm -hmm. is right there from it. Absolutely. Attaches together. Absolutely. You mentioned the word stand, and I, I think it's interesting because um, you think about, and again, we're, this we're going to be referencing, I think, kind of just war and battle terms and things like that simply because we're talking about being soldiers for God. Um, but I think about someone who stands, you know, someone who stands in battle, not someone who who cowers in battle or someone who who kneels or lays down or something like that. But you are standing with a, with a firm and solid faith mm -hmm. in your commander that he is leading you into a battle that you're going to win because he has laid out these things for you, for you to prepare yourself with. And if you've put in the work, if you've put in the practice, then certainly you can have the mindset that you can stand and you can have the confidence that you're going to stand there regardless of what our enemy throws at us in this life. And so I think that's, that's a good point that you, um, that you brought up there. You know, I, as we move on, I think about what Pilate said. In John chapter 18, verse 38, and he, he said those three famous words, what is truth? And we think about this idea of, I guess we call it postmodernism. Mm -hmm. And I think many people today ask the same question, what is truth? And I think you could even put on that uh, with that question, is there such a thing as truth? Because so many people today in our minds seem to be so confused because they're hearing so many different things from our world, from our media, from our culture, our society, from celebrities and athletes and all these different avenues and venues that you go and look for, for your information. And so how do you answer the question? If somebody were just like Pilate and who came up to you and said, what is truth? Can we know the truth? What, what exactly would you say to them? We can know the truth. When Pilate asked what is truth, he was asking that question on the comment that Jesus had just made to him while right. on trial. But Pilate was a ruler, and he had right or wrong in which to deal, mm -hmm. so he knew what truth was. Absolutely. And there is such a thing as truth. If you don't believe that there is an absolute truth, may I see how you react when someone lies to you? Mm. <laughs> yeah, think on that one. Right. Drive down the road, speed limit 55. That is the truth mm. on speed limit. Right. Let's think about the scripture. John 8, 32, Jesus said, you shall know the truth. So truth is knowable and the truth shall make you free. The freedom, the truth within Christ will make us free. He came into this world and we see a description of him when he became flesh in John 1, 14. He was full of grace and truth. We continue on in John 17, 17. The word of God is truth. Love, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Why? Well, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So when someone says, well, you know, truth is Truth is what you make it. No, truth is what makes you. Mm. And we understand 
the distinctiveness of what is true and what is not. We see truth or law each day in that form of truth. We can know it. Right. No, that, that absolutely. And it's really quite simple, isn't it? It's truly simple to understand and to know. Um, and so many people think that truth is subjective, that it's simply up to them or up to you and your standard can be whatever, whatever you want it to be. And, uh-huh. you know, we can ask the question, well, why, why do people want that? Because they uh-huh. want to live however they want to live. They want their standard to be whatever it is that they want it to be so that they can, uh, they can make whatever choices that they want. And again, you mentioned, you think about the law of the land, there's a standard, isn't there? And that standard That's has it. to be met. Um, and if it's not met, then there's consequences. Mm-hmm. And so if it's that way physically on a physical level, and people understand that, then I guess uh-huh. it, I don't, I don't understand in my mind why it's different spiritually mm-hmm. um, for them in their minds. You know? uh-huh. That's right. Here's an illustration that I use and, and we can't use it as an illustration because people of course cannot see us, but it's <laughs> right. like this. I will be preaching somewhere and I will find three preacher friends in the audience that I know I can call upon and whatever pulpit I'm standing at, I look at them and I point at one end to the other. And I said, how long is, how long do you think that is? And a lot of times I'll get three different answers. Mm. Well, then I'll pull out of my pocket, my trusty Stanley 20 foot long ruler. (laughs) And I'll take that ruler and I'll put it on one end to the corner. And then I say, folks, this ruler says 18 inches. Now, brother Eversole and Robbie Eversole Mm -hmm. was there that night, Barry Grider and another brother. I said, now, and Lee Cox, the preacher there. And I said, now, brother Eversole said 18 inches. Brother Eversole, you're a good man, but that was a guess. Right. You didn't know. Brother Cox said 24. Now, do I want to follow the Stanley ruler, which is the standard, or Brother Cox? Mm -hmm. Brother Cox, I love you, but I'm following the ruler. Brother Grider's a little further back. He went a little higher, about 30 inches. But Brother Grider's not the standard. Right. Now, you know it's 18 inches. Now, watch. Lee, how wide is that? 18 inches. Brother Eversole, how wide is that? 18 inches. Brother Grider, how wide is that? 18 inches. I said, they're not guessing anymore. They know. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. They know. And so there is the standard that we use. Right. You know, just like in that, a ruler. Right. There's the standard. And when you mentioned John 8 and verse 32, we can know the truth, and we can also understand that the truth certainly is objective. And here's the kicker. Someone says, you can't know. How can you know that I can't know? That's right. I'll leave it right there. That's right. They're making an objective statement when they say there is no objective truth. So certainly, certainly is something to think about. You know, we talk about standard um, and we, we, we talk about uh, truth and how there is a standard for truth. So how do we know what standard to live by? How do we know what the standard is and how to live our lives in accordance with that standard? Well, we're right here talking about the armor of God, a spiritual battle. What is my guide as matters of what is spiritual? Well, that would be the Bible or biblical truth. And so that is our standard in the, in the realm of what is spiritual and in the spiritual battle we have. Mm-hmm. It's God's word who God is a spirit. Right. God is spirit. John 4, 24. Absolutely. You're exactly right. And, and you mentioned the book of John. John says so much 
about truth. And you mentioned some of these verses already, but John 1 and verse 17 talks about grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Um, John 3, 21, if we want to come to the light, we have to obey the truth. John 4, 24, you mentioned a moment ago, or to worship in truth. John 8, 32, we've already mentioned that before. We can know the truth. John 8, 44 and 45, there is a clear distinction between those who stand in truth and then those who don't stand in the truth. I think about John 14 and verse 6, and I'm sure that verse will come up more, uh, about how Jesus is the truth. And I think that's interesting how Jesus points, makes the point that there is that he is the only truth. He's not saying, I am a truth, I am a way, I am a lie. He says, I am the truth, simply stating there is no other. There's just one and only, and I am, and I am it. That, that is what it is. Um, and I think about John 16, 7 through 15, Jesus gave the spirit of truth to the disciples who would then reveal all truth to mankind through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then John 17, 17, we mentioned a moment ago, the word of God is the only thing that can sanctify. And so we can see that certainly there is a standard of truth, that being the word of God. And we won't know what that standard is until we study it, until we read it for ourselves and truly understand and grasp what it says and what it's trying to tell us. And I mentioned, I tell this to, to my kids all the time in our youth group, and I give them four words. Um, and this, this, will, this will come up more as we study this, but I give them four words. Um, they're actually on the back of, of our youth group t-shirts. And they say, study, believe, obey, and teach. And it's so important, and I stress this to them all the time, it is so important that they know that all of that is kind of what encompasses Christianity, that if you just do one of those things, fine, but it's not going to get you where you need to be as a Christian if you don't do them all. You can study the Bible all you want. You can study the Word of God. You can read it, highlight it, you know, quote it, whatever it is you want. But until you put it into practice, it doesn't do you any good. That's right. It's not going to help you at all in any way whatsoever. So obviously we know that there is truth. We know what the standard of truth is, that being the Bible. And so we talk about biblical truth. And so, so Jeff, let me ask you this question. As we look at our world today, we look at our culture, our society, why is biblical truth a concept that is so hard for people to understand and to follow? Why is it so hard for them to submit to something like that, like biblical truth? Number one, a lack of respect. In 2017, there was a Gallup poll that showed a steady decline that the, as they termed it, the actual word of God should be taken literally. We have seen a slow decline mm-hmm. in that among those whom they polled. Sure. There's a lack of respect to the word of God. Number two, it doesn't tell them what they want them to hear. Jesus had that problem in his time in John eight forty three. Why can you not understand my speech? Because you cannot hear my word. Mm. And so it doesn't tell them what they want to hear. A third one would be it tells them what they really need to hear, and they don't want to hear that. Right. You can see that a lot of times with people, you know, until you submit to this, here's what you're going to be facing with. Yeah. So that's that's why it's very very difficult for people to follow that just sure. those simple things. Sure, yeah, no, I, it's easy to live in a selfish way, isn't it? It's easy to live and, and do the things that you want to do, um, because when you do that, you kind of, in a sense, if if you're living by your own your own standard of truth, then you live really in a life that has no repercussions, no no consequences for your actions, um, because the standard is simply what you want it to be, and you can move that standard up and down how you please. Um, and truth be told, really the main root of sin kind of boils down to selfishness, isn't it? We do the things that we do 
We make the choices that we make simply because, well, that's what I want to do. And our enemy knows that. Our enemy wants to take us out. We talked about our enemy last week. Um, and he wants us to live how we want to live with no regard for biblical truth. And that's a battle that we have to fight every single day. So, Jeff, how do, how do we equip ourselves with the truth. We talk about Jesus standard for the truth, talk about the Bible. So how do we, how do we equip ourselves um, with that? Well, you know, in the old King James, we see, uh, you know, gird your loins with truth. Mm -hmm. Now the old American standard version says perfecting yourselves or to equip. So let's do a little parallel. Okay. Second Timothy three, 16 and 17, mm -hmm. all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable right. for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. What's the end result? That the man of God may be complete or perfect or thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we're able to equip ourselves with a knowledge to know the truth. You got to know that to go into battle, right. obviously. Right. And then we find how the word loins are used loins girt about with truth there in verse 14. So in other words, we wrap ourselves with the truth. We mentioned John 8, 32 through 34, but also 1 Peter 1, 22. We wrap ourselves with the truth. It's part of us to where we wrap ourselves into it. But then I like what Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 13, to gird up the loins of your mind. So we, we gird up our loins with truth. We wrap ourselves with truth, but we also place it within our mind. And that's how we are able to equip ourselves with the truth. Keep in mind that the truth is divine strength God has given us for battle. And we need to have our loins or be wrapped around with truth to have truth on our side to know how we can adequately use the remainder of our shield. Or I'm sorry the remainder of our armor. Right. Like, and, I, and the reason I said shield, I looked over at the text, shield of faith. Mm -hmm. well, where does our faith come? By the word of God, the truth. Salvation. How do we learn of salvation? By truth. And so when we wrap ourselves in truth, then we are continuing to prepare ourselves for the battle ahead as we have on the whole armor of God. And, uh, and so when we, have, uh, when we take that stand, the first thing he mentions, wrap yourself with truth, and everything goes right from there. Right. And when we battle, we get stronger. And Caleb, I guess you could say we transform ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Jeff, let me ask you a couple of questions as we close this out. Um, have, have you ever made a mistake before? Yes. Have you not been listening to this broadcast? <laughs> so, um, every single person has. We know that. Let me ask you another question. Where, where does where do we get the Bible from? Who who is it from? The Bible is from God Almighty. Absolutely and inspired. So, absolutely. So we can just take the answers to our two questions here. We know that you and I are flawed individuals, correct? Exactly. We make mistakes. We do things that are sometimes not what God would have us to do. We talk about we talk about the Bible. We can lift up the Bible. We know that the, that the Bible is perfect because it comes from a perfect being. Therefore, why would we not want to wrap ourselves around and equip ourselves with that which is perfect 
rather than looking at those things which are flawed. Because when you look at you and I, again, we make mistakes. We make the wrong call in certain situations. Why not look to the being who is perfect, who can give us everything that is perfect and who can help make our lives so much better because we don't have to question whether or not it's right or whether or not this is going to end up in the way that we need it to. Why would we not look to our creator? who can help us get through all of these things in life, knowing that he's the one who can equip us with the truth of, of how to live our lives in such a way to be faithful to him. Absolutely. I mean, he has it. The divine strength is there for us to accept. You see, when I fail to accept divine strength, I'm going to rely upon human strength and I go down every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff, this has been a great discussion talking about truth. Truth is something that is, so important for us as I think as a society to understand because there really is a lot of confusion about it out there in this world. And so hopefully this is something that if maybe if you're listening and and you, you you've been a bit, bit confused maybe on some of these matters, hopefully this has cleared that up. If not, then um, know that you can reach out, you can email us, you can we will help you in whatever way possible um, with any of your questions. So we certainly know once again, we are certainly fighting a battle, we're certainly fighting a war, we are engaged in this war with an enemy who is trying to take us down. But if we rely on God, we look to his word, certainly we will have the strength and guidance we need to get through this battle in a successful manner. Jeff, again, I appreciate you joining the podcast once again today. My pleasure, Caleb. Let's do it again. Absolutely. Just as a reminder to everybody out there, don't forget, always, rather don't conform, but transform. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.